Peace, diehards. Welcome to a special edition of the Dianix Podcast. This is... Uh, this is some bullshit. That's what it is, man. Oh, uh, man. Knicks are 4 and 18, and guess what? We finally... And I say finally because I've been talking about Fisdale for like the last few podcasts now. I can't, there's nothing really else to say about him. And um, the only thing that could be done was fire him. This is our 22nd game, man. We are currently on an eight-game losing streak. Um, we just lost two games by damn near 40, both games. An average of 40 points between both of those games. I mean, nothing must, there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing else to say about it. Fisdale got fired. How the hell are you going to get fired on your day off? I don't know, man, but we're going to talk about it. Dianix Podcast. This is the intro. <laughs> intro. Intro, man, to this bullshit. Let's just get into it. So where do I start, man? You know, I mean, like I said, I'm just going to refer you to my Thanksgiving rant special episode. That was the last podcast that I did. I'm just going to refer you to that to hear my crying and moaning and stuff like that. But, um... Uh, let's just talk about some of these reactions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, first reaction I'm going to throw out there is from the Mad Good Knicks show. Now, the Mad Good Knicks guys, I like to watch them on Instagram more than I like to watch them on YouTube. So on Instagram, you know, I see what they post or whatever. So they, they tend to post a lot of their Twitter their Twitter clips, their little Twitter snippets or whatever. They post it on Instagram. So, you know, they was um, basically... Saying stuff like, um, you know, they hate to see Fisdale get fired. They just talk about anybody getting fired. You know, Fisdale's a nice guy. You know, I understand these guys have access to the Knicks, whatever. So maybe they might have met Fisdale and they know him personally, thinking him to be a nice guy. But, um, you know, when it comes to, like, the Knicks, the Knicks are the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Fisdale is he's uh, the coach of the Knicks currently right now. But it's about the team. He's not If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, then it is what it is, man. You know, you can't, you can't, um, you know, just because you like a guy, you know, want to keep him on the team only because you like him. You know, <laughs> he's a friendly guy, he's a really nice guy. You know, everybody, everybody could, anybody could, anybody could be nice. You know, but I mean, are you doing what you're supposed to do? Are you doing your job? You know, Fista wasn't doing his job. I'll get, I'll get into that. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm referring you to my last podcast for all of that, but I'll get into that a little bit later. These guys, they also talk about, um, you know, scapegoats. That um, Fisdale is not a scapegoat, and he's not the only one involved. That that the front office and this, that, and the other. You know, that's this type of fan. You know, they 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 just um, they trying to look at all sides, not to blame this one, not to blame that one. But um, somebody has to be blamed. This is a basketball team. You know, you got five starters. You got what, like ten other players off the bench where they where they're injured, injury reserve or. You know Westchester Knicks or or whatever. You know you still got ten guys behind them. Then you got coaching staff. You got general manager, president. Then you have the owner. You know so all everybody has a factor in everything. But let's um let's talk about um the front office. First of all, the front office is completely is completely revamped. You know uh, Phil Jackson came here. He hired he fired a lot of the retreads from over the years. The only person that he couldn't fire was um, Steve Mills. Steve Mills is all a part of the um, of um, Dolan's plan. He needs to have his guy. Um, Steve Mills is um, Dolan's guy. That's what it is. It's, it's going to take a lot for Dolan to um, to fire Steve Mills. You know, Steve Mills is going to be around 
even if they do hire another president or whatever, Steve Mills is going to be the guy that's going to be the liaison between basketball and, and Dolan. That's just what it is. You know, that's just something that you have to just deal with if you're, if you're going to be a Knicks fan. As far as Scott Perry, Scott Perry was brought in, in here by Steve Mills. But, but Scott Perry, he was um he was great in Orlando. He, he gets, he's credited for um for helping to draft all the guys that they have over there, basically. And then he went over to Sacramento within like a year, a few months, or whatever. He he basically set that roster up. Every young person that they have on that team, that was um Scott Perry's uh um idea, you know. So I mean, you know, he, he comes here now to throw somebody else under the bus. Um, my man, uh, Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport is a, is a New York guy. You know, I represent him or whatever. You know, he rep, you know he represents. New York for the most part, but he's dead wrong on this. If you go to his Instagram page, he's going crazy on there, talking about that he's not a Nick fan anymore, for the same reason that um that probably Mad Good Nick show um was um you know saying that it was, it's not cool to, to to fire Fisdale because they they happen to like the guy. So you want to put your friendship with a certain person, uh the coach maybe you like them personally with um your fandom for the team. So what's what's um bigger than the team? Is it is it um just somebody that you like? Like uh we didn't get uh, Durant and um Kyrie. You know, it would have been nice to get them, of course, the star players, but we didn't get them. They didn't want to come here. What can you do? Whose fault is that? You know, you you could put place blame on the owner and all this other stuff, but that's all like like um that's all like little kid stuff. It's imaginary stuff, man. It's imaginary stuff. You know? It's just, it's just crazy, man. Like, what what is what is going on out there, with with um, with you Knicks fans and stuff? You know, I mean, I, I can't even say that you're Knicks fans. You're not really Knicks fans. You, you you're just like um, you're just really really groupies. That's that's my main uh, adjective or description descriptive word that I could use for you type of fans. You're just groupies. You wanna you wanna um, snooze. You wanna rub elbows. You wanna you know, um, text them. You want to follow them on Instagram. You know, you want to you want to be these guys' friends. You know what I'm saying? These guys are not your friends. You're you're a, you're a fan of a basketball team. The basketball team. That's what it is. That's the gang. Orange and blue. You know, like you could you could talk about that you're that you're a Knicks fan. That you can um talk about the team. You know, you can do this because it's cool to get in the, in the mix and stuff like that. You're from New York. Yeah, I'm a Knicks fan because I'm from New York. Whatever. But um, when things go wrong, you go off the deep end. Like like Michael Rappaport was off the off the chain. I couldn't even listen to half of the stuff he was saying. He just wants to curse, curse and curse and and, and look at me. I'm I'm cursing. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, have you been watching games? Do you watch games, or are you just looking at the record? You know, are you, are you just looking at the record, or, or are you just seeing the score? Oh, the guys are not get playing with effort. You know, that's like the tired cliche too. The guys are not playing with effort. The guys have been, have been playing with effort from day one. That first game, that first game. Check out the starting lineup. That first game, we started Randall. Yes, um, Mitch Robinson was hurt, so we had to start Randall. I mean, um, this guy Bobby Portis. We had Marcus Morris. Uh, who was the point guard? I don't know. You know, we had, we started Trey and we started Randall at the guards. Who was the um? Who was the point guard between those two? Later on throughout the season, we found out that that um, Fisdale actually wanted uh, R.J. Barrett to be the point guard. You know, he actually started point guard a couple more times um, this year with um, Wellington as the, as the shooting guard. So from day one, from day one, Fisdale thought R.J. Barrett was our point guard. Do you are, are you are you listening? Are you paying attention? Are you watching the games? So I mean, from day one, 
Fitzdale didn't have a handle on the roster. He had, in the beginning of the season, he had a healthy uh, Frank. He had a healthy DSJ. And he had a healthy Alfred Payton. All three of those guys came off the bench. You know? Not to mention the other guy, the guy that's in the G League. A point guard in the G League. I, can't, I always forget the guy's name, and I'm not even going to look it up. But, I mean, we, we technically have four point guards that were healthy in the beginning of the season. And we chose to start R.G. Barrett and Alonzo Trier. Let's take that even further. I said it so many times in the last couple podcasts. Alonzo tried that game. He played seven minutes. He started the game, and he played seven minutes. You started Trier and Randall together. I mean, um, um, R.J. Barrett together in the backcourt. And then you um, uh, realized that you made a mistake in the first game. The second game, um, Trier didn't start. They went and started, um, I want to I say it was Peyton. I'm not looking that shit up, man. It's not even worth, not even worth like, um, being precise with what I'm saying here. But, I mean, you know, Trey didn't start. Um, it was against the, what was it, the, the Nets, right? Um, he didn't go back to Treyer until the Knicks were down. So when the Knicks were down, Treyer comes in and he proceeds to drop 22 points. Like I said, I'm not looking at any stats. 22 points he decides to drop. You know, and he basically almost saved the Knicks that night. You know, go down to the, to the end of the game. Who do you, he, he, does, does he go to? He goes to Randall in the post and he goes to uh, Marcus Morris. With his um, step back threes, that that's that's what lost us the game. Randall with a spin move underneath the basket in a, in a, a situation that he's never been in his whole career, and playing playing it in a type of 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 um of sequence that, that he was never in. Um, Fisdale put him in that position to to make a spin move underneath the basket because he's never been in that position. Also, Marcus Morris, step back three pointer, never in his life has he ever been in that position. Now, you know, we always talk about the dogs and this, that, and the other. You know, maybe I'll devote more time to that later. But you want to talk about a dog? Marcus Morris is supposed to have been our dog. He hit the guy in the head with the basketball. I made a couple funny memes. You know, to go over, I'm a hype about it. Somebody made a t-shirt. It was a big big old song and dance, you know? Like, they're not going to take no shit, right? That's what he said in the interview. But in that particular game, instead of putting his head down and driving to the basket, he couldn't. Whoever was guarding him stopped him. So he had to make a step back three-pointer. You know, with no reason, it was no reason for for him to do that, and then we end up losing that that game against the Nets. That's just the Nets, yo. What happened against Boston? Home opener, home opener. We get smacked in the home opener. Most of us um, Super Knicks fans were there. Everybody was in the building. You know, whether it would be with Anthony Donahue's crew was out there. We had um, the Omni fan crew, and we even had um, my man um, Simeon from um, from the freaking DC area. You know, the DMV area, he brought um, his crew from down there up to New York with a group of other New Yorkers for a Knicks get-together. All of this, all the super fans were there. You saw it yourselves. You were there watching the game. You know, we all saw it. So, I mean, what is what is the surprise right now that, that Fisdale is, is fired? What, what is the other thing? Like, oh, you can't blame, completely blame Fisdale. You know, he's not out there playing. He's not the one that put the players out there. He's not the one that, that um, signed those players. Yeah, but he can control himself. He's the one that put Randall in a position to, to, um, to make a spin move underneath the basket. He's the one that gave the ball to Marcus Morris in the corner and um, didn't have no place set up. Only, um, the only thing that he could do was step back, make a step back three-pointer. You know? Uh, speaking of, um, of that third game, Trey got a, um, got a DMP. 
Who gave Trey the DMP after just dropping 22 points against um, the Nets and almost single-handedly saving them? You know? Let's talk about Wellington. Who's the one that keeps um, running plays for, for um, Wellington like he's Reggie Miller? Who's doing that? Who, who was doing that? You know, who's the guy that decided, you know, let's play um, Damon Dotson. You know, you know what? Let's play Damon Dotson and Wellington together at the same time. Who was doing that? You know what I'm saying? Who was the one that was sticking, um, you know, we don't have a ball handler out there. And so let's, um, let's give Trey a DMP. We don't have a closer. We don't have a closer. But, but we have a guy whose nickname is Iso Zoe. That sounds like somebody that could close the game to me. He doesn't have to necessarily start. But somebody like that, you at least got to put him in your game plan. We can't score. We don't have a go-to guy. So your best offensive one-on-one player is straight up DMP'd. What, can, what else can I say about this, man? Like I said, you want to hear the crying and all that stuff, go to, the, go to my previous podcast. Thanksgiving rant special. Check that one out. That's the one when I'm crying about, about Fisdale or whatever. Fisdale's gone now. So now it's, it's time to think about what was going on and how we can, how, what's going to happen next. What's next? You know, what's next with what's going on? You know, I mean, like, like a, a lot of you Knicks fans are getting exposed, man. You guys are not watching games. Everybody that's, that's going on saying the same old tired cliches that we've been saying for the last 20 years, you're not watching games. You're just going by what you think has happened or what the climate has happened, what social media is saying, what Twitter is saying. You're only going on what the box score says. You're only going on by what Stephen A. Smith says. You're only going on what Max Kellerman says. You're only going on about you're, you're, you're just listening to the talking heads. You're a mindless Knicks fan. You're a groupie. You know, you could take offense to it. You know, this is New York. You know, if, if you could deal with Michael Rappaport calling guys cocksuckers and all this other stuff, then you, then you can handle being called a groupie. It's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Except I'm not, um, you know, you know, like, you know, inviting you to my to my junk like like Michael Rappaport does, you know. And I'm I'm not screaming and calling you stupid like Max Kellerman, you know. It, it I mean it is what it is, man. Knicks fans, the real ones, the diehard fans, the one, the ones that listen to this podcast because they saw a diehard Knicks podcast. They're like, yo, what's this all about? I want to hear what's this about. Ones that are, that are true diehard fans that ride and die for this team. Watch every single game and, and they can tell you everything that's popping off out there. You know what I'm saying? You guys, man, we, we all we got, man. Let's, um, let's uh, take a pause and go to a next, another segment. So what's next, Knicks fans? What's next with the New York Knicks? We just fired Fisdale and immediately we hire an interim coach. Now, everyone knows the next move. Whoever you hire next is going to be the big move. You know, what do we do next? That's going to be the guy. Who, the next guy that we bring in will be, will be pivotal to what's going to happen for like probably like the next five years or whatever. And instead of um, uh, having, like being sneaky like the old Knicks and having uh, Mark Jackson sitting on the sidelines, you know, waiting to come in there and take over, you know, we um, sign someone from... Someone that we grew, that we grew from from our own roots, homegrown, Mike Miller. Some of you might not know who Mike Miller is. Some of you might not even care, but Mike Miller has been around from the uh, from the 80s, coaching. You know the excuse me, like the 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 90s, 80s, whatever the fuck, man. 
Let me let me let me um let me get precise with um with this Mike Miller thing. I have um I have some stats here. Mike Miller's been around, man. He just didn't come out of nowhere. So number one, he started from um he's been coaching since 1989. Let me just run down the places that he's been. Um, Western Illinois, he was an assistant coach. Um, Sam Houston State assistant coach, Texas State assistant coach. He ended up taking over the starting on coaching job for Texas State, and he did that from '94 to 2000. From 2000 to 2005, he was um, an assistant again at Kansas State. Then he took over the, the head coaching job at Eastern Illinois from 2005 to 2012. Then you got um, uh, UC Riverside, whatever that is. He was an assistant coach for a year there. He went to the Austin Turles now. He made it to the G League as an assistant coach. Austin Turles is a Spur- is um the Spurs organization. He did that for two years. The Knicks scooped him up and made him the head coach of um Westchester Knicks in 2015. He did that until 2019, and went well, that's when um he got called up to be in on um, Fisdale staff. So um he just he went through the ranks. He's been coaching forever, man. He, he's a he's like an older guy. He's not um Fisdale's age. He's a little older than Fisdale. And um, he came through the ranks. He he did everything right. He did um the college coaching assistant. He was a head coach twice in college. Um, he went on to um, go into the Spurs organization, which is which should um you know flick a uh, 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 what do you call a um circuit breaker for um, for most fans out there. If um Pop is um hiring you over there to be a coach anywhere over there, especially the D League affiliate, you know then that must be that must say something about the guy. Anyway, the Knicks pull him over and bring it and bring him in. What did he do? In 2018, Mike Miller was the coach of the year in the G League. Kicking ass. For me, I first started I first started paying attention to him when we got um uh what's the name? Um Trey Burke over there when Trey Burke was kicking ass. And before him, I believe um the other dude, um um Jimmer Fredette, I believe he was coaching Jimmer Fredette as well. So I mean, he he's had a good run over there with with um, Westchester Knicks. He has some good players, whatever. But it's also been like a, a seesaw. He's been getting um you know call ups, call downs. You know, guys have been going to other teams and stuff like that. But he still was able to keep everything into the mix, making the you know making the players go going far, having a great record, getting guys motivated, keeping them moving, keeping them guys in um you know with all the 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 circus of of players coming in and in and off the roster. He was able to make room for them and get them to win. You know. So um if you if you're gonna bring like uh if you're gonna like end the bullshit, cause Fisdale is the bullshit. Let's 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 keep it real. Fisdale, what what is he? Like um like one of those um nerds that they love to um sit and um watch tape and stuff like that. He's the guy that, that um that you throw out there to make friends with the um with the players and that way the players can send little messages to the coaching staff and then the coaching staff can send little messages to the players through through Fisdale, you know? While um, Pat Riley and Eric Sposa, the real coaches, while those guys are, are doing their thing, you know, um, Fisdale could be like the, the bridge between the coach and the players. That's that's who he is. He's great at that. You know, social media stuff, when he went on, you know, he, he had the guys doing whatever they was doing in the summertime. That's that's his thing. That's his bag right there. But when it comes to organizing game situations, he's just not. The, he just wasn't the coach, man. It was, um, you know, last year you gave him a pass because we was clearly tanking. We was tanking straight up and down last year. We was trying to get it. We was trying to get Zion straight up. We ended up getting R.J. Barrett, which is great. It was either one of those two guys. We ended up getting one of them. You know, you know, John Moran came in the mix too, but it was really just between R.J. and um and Zion when the season started. 
So anyway, we ended up getting um one of the top three um draft choices uh this year. Whatever, man. So I mean, you know, Fisdale was um nurturing the players, doing his thing, whatever. That's what he does. That's what he's good at. But now this year, we're here trying to win games. But from like I said, from day one, the guy was um was still doing the same bullshit. Now we we in game twenty two, even like two games ago, two games ago, four games ago, he was still talking about yeah, uh you know I want to get these guys to trust. I want to do this than the other. You know I gave a good I gave a speech and they didn't really they they didn't um they didn't really vibe to it. You know what I'm saying you know all this other stuff. And he was talking about Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris is leading the team. He's the one that's doing that and the other. So I mean he's just doing all he's saying everything except what a real coach would do. You know, you know, of course. Let, let me let me bring up Pop too. Pop would throw the players under the bench, uh, under the bus. He would tell them that they're a bunch of assholes, whatever. But he'll do that even when they win. He'll do that even when they win. You know, he knows how to push buttons. But also, if um, something's going wrong and he knows that it's him, he's gonna say that it was him. You know, if he, he's gonna call whoever it was out. He's gonna, always gonna be truthful. But on um, Fisdale, for for me, he was just wasn't doing that. Now we had a coach like that back in the days. His name was Jeff Van Gundy. But Jeff Van Gundy was crazy. Every single game, no matter win or lose, he blamed all the mistakes on himself. And he, you, you could see it on his face and his body and his freaking scalp. The dude, the dude took all of that himself. All that pressure, all of that that um, anxiety, all of that. It was just too much. You could tell that he was up watching tape all night long, trying to strategize, trying to figure out how he's going to do this, how he's going to do that. But the thing about it, while he's stressing out and stuff like that, he actually implemented that stuff into the game. You know, he he actually implemented that stuff into the game, and um, you know, Fisdale was never able to do that. These NBA teams, every single coach that we that we've played against has outcoached us. You know, just like you know, starting with Pop, we played Pop first, so I'm I'm bringing up Pop like crazy right now. We bring we played Pop first. In that first game, we was losing in the beginning, and then we just had a surge. You know, the real you know our real guys that that came in there, the real dogs, blah blah blah. That we was said we had they 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 came on. They came on and we made it into a game. But what happened? The last when it when it counted the last five minutes of the game, that's when um uh uh what's the name? Coach Pop, you know, made the right adjustments and the Knicks weren't able to, to capitalize. It has nothing to do with having a closer and this, that and the other. You know, it has to do with strategizing the end of the game. You know? Giving Trey or a DMP is not a great strategy. You know, having Wellington come around the same curl play. It's not like they're running different plays. They're running the same exact play. The NBA defenses know what we're doing. If you watch, if you watch the games, you, you can see the defenses, the way they set up. They're not playing hard. They're just kind of sitting back on us. Because they know that, we, that, that we're going to run the same play. So they're just waiting for it. Now that we lost two games, 40 points, you, you, can, you, you can tell. Even, even against the Boston game, we didn't lose by as much. But, um... Check the Boston game, same thing. The guys just they just sit back. They just sit back because they know what we're gonna do, and they just wait for us to do it. And um, you know that's it. They don't have to exert any like um, strain, stress, strategy, nothing. They know what the Knicks are gonna do. We only run but some, but a certain amount of plays. Somebody wanted to um, um, one of one of these other guys. I can't think of who who, who it was, but they had like a scout, NBA scout on their show, and I only saw the little clip that they posted on Instagram. But um, they they was like the, the the scout was like yeah the Knicks you know they do run plays you know they run the same sets that every other NBA play player use you know they run the pistol and this that, and the other all these different um stupid names for for um for basic NBA not even NBA basic play basketball plays you know you know the, it, it's organized basketball 
But the, the thing about it is that Fisdale had the wrong players in every every one of these positions. Wayne Ellington has no business being in the curl play, you know, called for him. He's never had that. <laughs> He's never had that. He's never had that. You know, so why put him in that position? You know, Marcus Morris has never had a clear out for himself in the corner. Why do we keep running a play where, where it ends up um, ends up with um, Marcus Morris in the corner with the shot clock running down? You know, why do we continuously have more, um, what's the name, uh, Julius Randle running down the court with the ball in his hand? I've had another person tell me that, yo, anybody could be a point guard. Anybody could bring the ball up the court. Yeah, anybody could bring the ball up the court. If you want to lose the game, <laughs> if you want to lose the game, have anybody run, bring the basketball up the court. You know, I mean, you know, e even um, uh, this guy, even um, Alan Hahn, you know, Alan Hahn, he, he was saying a lot of, a lot of um, bug stuff, you know, but really just like chastising fans. He's like, oh, yo, every, everybody wants to be, you know, you know, the, the way that he talks. He, he has like a different energy when he's on the radio. He's like, yo. Yeah, anybody, anybody could be a, be like a, you know, a Instagram coach or, blah, 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 you know, you know, I mean, like, like, what are you, what are you talking about, man? It's, it's, it's not, a, it's not about like the, the basic, you know, X's and O's. It's about how we, how we're using these guys. Straight like that. You can't have Randall um bringing the ball up the court. You can't have Randall being a facilitator. You know, there's, there's been certain times where Randall did succeed. That time when Bobby Porter saved us against Washington. And we won that game. Uh, yeah, Bobby Porter saved us. Yeah, but did we ever go back to that? Did we ever go back to that um, to that um, scenario? The one that won, that won us a game? No, we went back to we went back and started doing something else. You know, then, then like all of a sudden Dotson starts playing. You know, I mean, I mean what, what, what's really happening? What was really happening? What was Frisdale really doing? You know? So anyway, I'm I'm just I'm just really disappointed. I'm I'm really disappointed, in um in a lot of our uh, media media guys. I'm disappointed in some of our podcasters. Um, I'm disappointed in some of our like um, what do you call it, celebrity super fans? You know, I'm I'm just disappointed in a lot of you guys, man. You know, more so than the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Like the Knicks, I'm gonna love the Knicks anyway. No matter what happens, that's what it is. I'm a diehard Knicks fan. That's my team. I'm just not gonna, never not gonna be a Knicks fan. You know, I'm always gonna be a Knicks fan. You know, you you gotta be a fan when they're bad, and you gotta be a fan when they're good too. I'm fortunate to remember when they were good on um, Once Upon a Time. You know, they're not good right now. So I'm not gonna leave them just because they're not good anymore. You know, I'm not gonna like be a be a um be a, like a, a clown and start saying that I'm not a Knicks fan anymore. Not a Knicks fan anymore. You know, you just sound like a little girl. You sound like a, a little, little, I'm not going to be a friend anymore. You know, you hurt my feelings, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, you, 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 are you only supposed to be my friend. How could you be her friend, you know. Is, is that what we're doing? 50-year-olds going on 60-year-olds? This is what's happening? Oh, my God, man. I'm, I'm just... Just, just wild disappointed. Not and, and and it's not. I'm not disappointed in the Knicks. I'm disappointed in in my people. Damn man, you, like you know, when it, when it comes to family, you can't choose your family. You know, I'm a Knicks fan, and then being being a Knicks fan, you gotta have be a, have a, be associated or affiliated with certain people, man. You can't choose that. You can't choose the people that that, that are affiliated with you. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's just it's just bugged out, man. Yeah, man, so let's talk about the youth. Now, you can't win without the youth, right? You can't win without young players, good young players, right? 
You want to get young players, you want to develop them, this and the other. That's what you want to do, right? We have never done that. So now that's what you want to do, right? But in the NBA, you can't really win without veterans, right? You got to have guys with some kind of NBA experience if you're going to win. You know, decent veterans to teach the young guys how to play, right? You kind of need that. Also, of course, you're going to need somebody to idolize, someone to put up on the pedestal. Somebody to say, yo, did you see what he did? You know, but like, cause that's what everybody keeps talking about. Melo. Melo's that hasn't been on the, the Knicks in a few years. Um, Melo's now on his what? One, two, what? Like one, two. This is his third team now. And plus he was out for a year and people still talking about Melo. Melo in the Knicks. Still talking about, oh, we have, you know, Melo was so good. Is that any other? But, you know, he's not on the Knicks anymore. Why are we still talking about him? You know, it, that, that comes to, like, the star. We just, every, like, a lot of fans just need a star. They need a star that, that they could feel um, proud to sit behind, you know? It's, it's, all, it's all, like, some psychological shit, man, because, like, you, you, people that talk like that, you could just picture them in high school. You could picture them in grade school, sitting in the, um, the yard, you know what I'm saying, getting bullied and shit like that, or, like, bullying another kid just because um, they, they're, they're hanging out with the popular kid, you know? Hanging out at the popular table. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, I got I got on Nike, so I can't sit at the Feli's table. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm, or I'm sitting with the rappers, you know? Or I'm sitting with the cheerleaders or the football players, you know? You know, you know, the, the, depending depending on how you view your fandom or how you um, project your fandom to a team, it just shows you what kind of person that you, that you are. You know, like, like what, what kind of person am I? What kind of person am I is that I really don't give a fuck about any of that shit. You know, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I don't give a fuck about sitting at a certain table, wearing certain clothes, or being with in a certain crowd. I love everybody. You know, I'm down with the whole shit. But at the same time, if um people want to act funny, I just be by myself, I'm doing my own shit, have my own thoughts. You know, the Die Next podcast. You know, I don't want to hear some sometimes the shit that other people got to say. You know, so I got so I just say what I have to fucking say. You know, and what I'm saying. My temperament, the way that I view things, is different than everybody else's. You know, people. I'm, I'm, I'm just like kind of like as I'm talking, I'm glancing at different things. You know what people are saying out there. That people, uh, people are crazy, man. You know, it's, it's just, it's just a, it's just a shit show out there. It's, it's just, it's just like hard to be a Knicks fan. It's hard to, to just enjoy. You know, you know, like anybody. Like I mentioned, sneakers, like Nikes or whatever, like that. There's some people out there that wear Nikes. Like, yo, they would never wear this. or they'd never wear that. You know, Jordan heads, people that wear Jordans and stuff like that. You know, they, they talk about the 13, they get to the, the, drop the numbers and the colorways and, and they know the drops and stuff like that. You know, you got to be in and know, you know, they look at your shoes and they, they judge you and all this other stuff. It's just crazy, man. This, this is the way people are. You know, you can't really knock how people are. But it's just, ah, man, you know, I, I, re- I really don't know, man. Anyway, how the, how the Knicks are going to win? How the Knicks are going gonna, gonna to win going forward? Well, there's so many different things that we can do. Right now, we, we need to um, we need to get faster. We're too slow. You know, I know that, um, you know, uh, what's her name? Scott Perry and Mills, they, they went and signed all these power forwards and stuff like that. So anyway, you know, in 22 games, you know, if, if they're watching the games like I'm watching the games, and so far they've been, make, they've, they've been um, making moves, you know, according to how, how I've been thinking, you know? So anyway, we got all these big power forwards and stuff like that. So, I mean, they got to see what we have. You know, Mitchell Robinson is not ready. Flat like that. Mitchell Robinson is not ready. You know, then we got um we got uh, Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson still got something in the tank. But um but he's the stopgap for, for Mitchell Robinson. He's um, actually teaching Mitchell Robinson a lot. Mitchell Robinson is listening to him. 
So that mix at, at the center spot, I think that's solidified. Right now, um, Julius Randle. Right now, Julius Randle is, is a distraction. Everything that he's been doing, it's been kind of fucked up. Now, I've heard, I've heard through many different um, places. I, I was on um, um, the Nothing But Nick show. And uh, behind the scenes, the guys were talking. And um, one of the guys mentioned something about um, R.J. Barrett, you know, um, you know, getting getting on um, on Randall in front of everybody, you know, in the locker room, stuff like that's been happening like crazy. And that's not the only place that I've heard that, you know. So I mean, Randall, if anything, if anybody in the locker room, Randall's probably the one that's just causing the most um, havoc in the locker room, you know, because. Uh, mostly because of what Fisdale did to him. Fisdale made him made him um, the focal point. You know, of course he's the highest paid player on the team also. But um, but Fisdale just didn't use him properly. So now there's animosity in the locker room between between him. You know, because he's supposed to be the guy. He wants to be the guy, and they put him in a position, and but you know put him in a spot to be the big guy. But then they put him in a position to be successful. You know, so truthfully, um. We could, we, um, you know, Randall is expendable. Now I, I put on Instagram, you know, that um that we could trade Randall for um Terry Rozier. Now Terry Rozier, shut up the bat, is already overpaid, you know. But according to how Randall's been playing, Randall's been is is overpaid, you know, because Randall's not a, not a go-to guy. I thought he was gonna be a go-to guy. You watch how he improved in the summertime, he's shooting threes and stuff like that. But that, I guess that's practice. Practice, you could do anything. Practice, I guess, right? And when it comes to a real NBA game, um, Randall hasn't been doing anything that he showed in in, um, in the summertime. You know, so they both in the same boat, um, um, Terry Rozier and and um, Randall. But at um, one at one token, Terry Rozier is is everything that we need in a point guard. We don't necessarily need a point guard that's going to pass the ball, super ball, you know, um, ball dominant kind of player. But we do need somebody to get to the basket. We do need somebody to play defense. We do need somebody that's not a pussy, is not afraid to push the ball or afraid to make a to drive the basket, or try to trade, afraid to take a shot, you know, or somebody that's gonna make a dumbass play, you know. Terry Rozier is not that guy. Terry Rozier is, is a gamer, you know. Take that for what it is, you know. He's averaging 17 and four. If the Knicks had a point guard that was averaging 17 and four, we wouldn't be in this mess right now. But I tell you what, if we took on Julius Randle out and put Terry Rozier, we don't lose no points. Will we get points in the in the right area that we need it? And then we got um um your boy Crazy Eyes on off the bench. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis could be the starting power for it. What what is there to cry about right there with that? You know, I, on Instagram a lot of people say, No, no, dumb, dumb, you know, whatever they whatever they were saying. You know, some other guys made made some other points too, you know, Terry Rose is um, you know, he has an extra year on his contract, you know, blah blah blah. You know, also we're losing Nobody said that we're losing, so we might end up being in the lottery. So we might end up drafting a point guard anyway. But um, looking right now, 22 games. Are we still trying to win? Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we should not be thinking about the draft at all. Even if we miss the playoffs, we should not be thinking about tanking or anything like that. We need to be trying to make the playoffs, man. We need to win as much games as possible. We're in the game of showing the league that that we that we could play. We have we have talent. You know, I mentioned the center spot. I mentioned Julius. I mean, um, yeah, Julius Randle. So, I mean, what if we traded Julius Randle for for Terry Rozier? Why would Charlotte do that? Charlotte, Charlotte would do that because they got the other kid, that um, the Devonte, Devonte, whatever the fuck the guy's last name is. You know, we, they got him over there. He's already kicking ass over there, putting up similar stats to Terry Rozier, but more assists. You know, better three point shooting. You know, 
So Charlotte needs and Charlotte needs a big man. They they're just playing small forwards at, at the power forward spot. You know they have a better record than we do, and they shouldn't. But if they got Julius Randle, that might actually push them ahead to get them in, to get make them a, a solid playoff contender. Because they really do need a, they need they need a power forward. And I'm quite sure that they're gonna put Julius Randle in a better position to succeed, especially with Devontae, you know, as the point guard being a distributor. You know, they're gonna have him with the ball in his hand, him making decisions. You know. So it's just a match made in heaven for for the Knicks and Charlotte, you know. Even if the Knicks don't make the playoffs, if we could put Terry Rozier out there next to R.J. Barrett, start Taj Gibson, and um, now you know I mentioned the um, Bobby Portis. Maybe you start Bobby Portis. Maybe you keep Bobby Portis off the bench. You know, maybe you slide Marcus Morris over to the power forward spot. Maybe you start Kevin Knox. You know, maybe you you even move um, R.J. Barrett to the small forward spot and start Trey. There's a lot of things you could do, man. There's so much things that you can do. Stuff to take advantage of our roster. You know, or salvage the season. Right now, we're, what did I say that we are? We're 14, we're 4 and 18. My God, 4 and 18. You know, we win two game, go on a three game winning streak here, two game winning streak there. If you go on a, if you keep doing that and then maybe hit a 10 game winning streak, one, 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 um, one 10 game stretch, 10 game winning streak. Um, all of a sudden, we're, we're, still, we're back in the mix. It's possible, man. Stranger things have happened in the NBA. You know, every, you know the NBA is a game of runs. You know, like you make a quick roster um, change. Um, team scouting reports, they got to change. You know, they got to figure out how you're going to stop certain things. Knicks might be able to squeeze a couple games here and there. You know, while, the, while other teams are trying to catch up to, to how we're playing. You know, this, this is the time to do that. You know? Now I'm confident in, in Mike Miller. I think Mike Miller is going to be able to organize or reorganize, you know? So, I mean, like, we, we, what we play, the Pacers next? Look for the Knicks to be competitive against the Pacers. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we if we win the Pacers game. That, like, the Pacers game is, is going to be a must-watch game if you're a Knicks fan. So, I mean, just it's just um, tune in, man. Tune in to, to what's going what's gonna to happen next. And then just, just be a fan. Be a Knicks fan. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a sucker. Don't be like a fair weather fan. Don't be a groupie. You know what I'm saying? Don't be somebody that's following the crowd. Somebody that's sitting on the end of the, um, the cool table. You know? Don't do that to yourself, man. See what's going on. Observe. You know what I'm saying? Feed off the vibes of, of, of what's happening, man. That is what it is, man. So the line in the sand has been crossed again. First it was when we didn't get the um, superstar in the summertime. Now it's firing the coach. Everybody's crying. I'm not going to be a Knicks fan anymore. That's what they were saying when um, we didn't get Durant or Kyrie. Not going to be a Knicks fan anymore. You know, we fired Fisdale. Not going to be a Knicks fan anymore. Not until they, whatever you, whatever you say. You know, the line has been drawn, man. Are you a Knicks fan or not? This is another transition point. You know, in the beginning of the season, it was like, yo, either get on the, on the bandwagon now or you can't. Or you just can't get on. Now we had another stop. We had another another stop on the, on the on the trip, you know, on this this new this new era of um of of the rebuild, you know. Are you an Knicks fan? Are you getting on? You still staying on? You have a chance to get off. If you want to get off, get off, man. You know, leave the ride. Um, make the ride a peaceful ride for the rest of us Knicks fans. You know, yes, we're losing, you know, but that's that's not what it's all about being a Knicks fan. Like if if you ever been to a Knicks fan event and, and hanged around with Knicks fans and stuff like that, we know that we that we lose all, all the time, but but um it's not always all about that. That's why you always see Madison Square Garden packed. 
You know? They want the celebrities to stop going to the games. They want everyone to stop going to the games. Only only if you do that, maybe the, then they'll start start on trying to win. But it's not that it's not that simple, man. You know, people say it all the time, like that the Knicks jersey is the heaviest jersey in the whole NBA. You know, but you know, like another another one of my guys say, you know, are you in it for um for the player underneath it, or are you there for the laundry? Or are you there for the laundry? That's some ill shit right there. <laughs> uh, man, I know he liked that. He got a kick out of that shit. If he if he even listened this far. So anyway, I'm gonna just leave you here, man, because I, I I could I could talk all night long about the same thing, giving my little stuff about whatever. But um, that's that's what I am. I'm a dire Knicks fan. Always gonna be that way. And um, I'll talk to you guys after the Pacers game. That's that's um, who do we play next, man? I'm I'm running I'm running on a, a slow system tonight. But um, we I, I know we definitely play. Let's see here. I know we definitely play the Pacers. We play the Pacers next. Uh, let me see. We play the Pacers on Saturday, and then we play again. We don't play again until until Tuesday. Tuesday we play. Uh, we play the Trailblazers. Oh my god! Oh my god! Mellows in the house. Oh man, it doesn't get any better. Then that's a back-to-back game, if I'm not mistaken. We play with the Warriors after that, so it'll be interesting, man. What an interesting um next couple games we have. Lord of mercy, Pacers tomorrow, and then Mellow after that on on Tuesday. So yo, I don't know if I'm gonna have to postpone the next podcast or what, man. But we definitely gonna want to talk after that Pacers game. So you'll probably get a podcast out of me on on Tuesday morning. You know, Monday night, Tuesday morning, you probably get that. The next podcast. So keep rocking with me, man. It's your boy Evoody Any Star. Like I said, I don't want to keep talking because I'm about to drop another 10 minute segment on you. But um, you know how we do it, man. Four fingers to the forehead, tucking your thumb salute. And um, I'll see you on the next one, man. <laughs> it's just it's never a dull moment in in, Knicks, in Knicksville, man. Alright, yo, peace. This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production.